I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. folks welcome back to another episode of ginger and dutch here on the ginger and dutch podcast make sure you're following us on all the social media outlets at ginger and dutch one and uh having a little interaction with us had a post today on our picks nfl listeners calling us out so we want to hear your locks of the week too folks uh we're putting ourselves on the line so we want to hear it back from you if you think uh, you've got better locks than us, let's hear it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Dutch, fresh off the golf course, come on in here. Yeah, last time I checked, we're still above 500 between the two of us, and that's on our weekly three-pick, we'll call it. What a great day at the golf course. We, uh, we, we played a nice local course out at TPC, um, we'll call it Old Osprey Valley TPC, and um, four local golf pros thinking that we're good, and it was tough conditions today. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was a little windy, a little cool fall okay. day. And let me go. 74, 75, 76, 77. Respectfully, folks, we played from 7,000 yards. The wind was just howling. I don't know. I'm happy with my score. I know I wasn't the low guy, but I was I, I, I was very happy with 75 today. Yeah, it was a solid day. The course was in great condition. Um, yeah, you were solid all day. Two steady nines. I uh, was slow out of the gate, five over through six, but played the last 12 and one under, so I was happy with my finish. Yeah. And uh, took home all the scratch, uh, all, the, all the units, shall we say, so yeah. it was a good day. We had fun. That's what it's all about. That's exactly it. And so we got NFL to talk about. Uh, we're pretty much, uh, as they say, the quarter pool, right? We're four games, uh, we're four weeks in, and except for, unfortunately, with uh, the catastrophe that's going on in uh, Tennessee with... Uh, the Titans and the Pittsburgh game getting canceled. Uh, 2020 Tennessee Titans positive. Um, I even saw the Vikings uh, because they were the, the team that played them. The Vikings, they took 11 buses to the game this week because they wanted to protect their players. Well, last time I checked, they all stand on the sidelines together. So I don't know what the purpose was, but it was comical to see. It reminded me of O.J. Simpson uh, going down uh, whatever it is, Route 91 or whatever highway it was. Yeah, they're just, they're, I guess they're just trying to save a little bit of perception there sure. and make sure that they're they're doing the right thing. They don't want to be that next team to, to cause an outbreak here yeah. of the COVID-19 in the NFL because we did get a scare and it looks like we've we're gonna got away from it kind of like baseball did. We, we got through it and hopefully we can truck through here the NFL year. And yeah, you're at that quarter pole, like you said, and there's teams that uh, now have pretty much been officially eliminated eliminated from the playoffs. I just can't see how the Houston Texans... And- Including the first coach being fired. Wow, we were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. Jidge, we were wrong. Dan Quinn still has a job. Dan Quinn right still now. has a job. And uh, uh, Mr. O'Brien from the Houston Texans, who my beloved Vikings saved their season, but Mr. O'Brien, fired, gone. What do we do? Where are we at? <laughs> Well, we're at a typical year that we've always been at. And Romeo Cornell is an interim coach in the NFL. Um, no different than uh, many other years. But, yep. yeah, you know what? Uh, when you hand the guys... It was like like Bill Par- Parcells always used to say, right? You know, let me cook, let me let me buy the groceries if I'm if I'm cooking the meal. Yep. Well, when you're buying the groceries and you're cooking the meal, 
the meal better be good or they're going to fire the chef. Absolutely. So um, that's what happens. Yep. You, you know, you've made some suspect trades in, in the off season and um, just didn't work out for you. And, yep. and that was the right thing. Time yep. to move on. Uh, they cannot have Deshaun Watson waste another season, even though to me this year is already done. Yeah. But uh, they've got to find uh, that next connection with head coach to quarterback and and hopefully get that thing back on the on the rails, back on the track. Yeah, agreed. And you know what? So listen, our, our picks here, uh, and we're going to talk about some uh, calamity and commotion as we always do. Um, one and two this week for myself. Uh, my perfect record's gone. Uh, I, I I really bought into the Falcons. They had many opportunities to uh, to do a backdoor cover, which I mentioned last week, but they didn't. So one and two for me. And uh, Ginge, uh, that's uh, two positive weeks in a row. You're a two and one, which gets us to. Uh, Seven and five for myself, and five, six, and one for you, which collectively were over five hundred for our picks. And um, we saw some stuff. Like, l- let's talk about the c- calamity again. We got four, four, and O teams. Yeah, there's there's tons of teams that are that are uh, off to a hot start. My my Bills being one of them, and there's a couple teams that are that are surprising. You know, I think when you when you look at those undefeated teams, no real. You know, okay, Buffalo coming out of the gate a little bit hot might be a surprise to some teams. Uh, Pittsburgh might be a little bit of a surprise, but you've got the Seahawks there. You've got the you've got the Chiefs there, so those aren't a, a big surprise to me. But a couple teams that that are causing commotion to me, and, and one of them that knocked off kind of your your upstart Cardinals that have kind of come back down to size a little bit here is the Carolina Panthers. Teddy KGB and Mike Davis and company, and they are doing a job. Yeah, it, uh, Matt rules. Uh, you know he's coaching it up there and down there in Carolina and Charlotte, and to go in to and beat those Cardinals and, and get to five hundred this early in the year is definitely a surprise to me. They're causing commotion. Um, there's a game this week that they've got that I stayed away from because I just don't know what I'm going to get from the Carolina Panthers yet. And um, you know you stay away from those hot teams and. And let's see what happens here two or three weeks down the road. Yeah, and I and I was going to take them as uh, as a, another pick this week, but uh, I I didn't. Uh, they're not going to make my card as a uh, uh, rap the rap sheet. My my boy, my fan five ninety guys, and they're always delivering. And I'm not talking Ian Rappaport. I'm talking the other rap. Um, he's not going to make my card the the uh, Carolina Panthers. But yeah, it's, it's been good. But but who's really bad? Listen, the NFC East. God awful. And we always talk about this. In the last three weeks, they have just been, the last three years, sorry, they've been horrendous. What do we got? One, two, and one in your lead in the division? The Dallas Cowboys. Let's look at the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? The Eagles, yes, they just creeped into first after a big win in San Francisco. But they beat a a beat up. They beat up a a die. Yeah, yeah, they they are just in in shambles right now. Probably the most injured team in the league, right? Correct. And Mullins is just not a starting quarterback, which we've proven to that. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, I think the Golden Bears, you brought it up last week. I think the Golden Bears could play good offense against the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense, I know they've got injuries, but they are just in shambles. Just in shambles, and I know that Mr. Garrett is laughing right now. He is just absolutely laughing right now. Fire me, okay? Show me what you've done. The Dallas Cowboys, one and three. They're the they're the worst defense in the league. They might be the worst defense in the last five years. Yeah, and it's that whole the whole division. I've got the same thing in my notes. Is you know they should have two two winless teams. The Cowboys shouldn't have a win. That the Falcons handed them a win. 
And the Giants are the Giants. You know, they lost Saquon. It got a little bit banged up. And, you know, we knew that this year would be a challenging year for the Giants and Joe yep. Judge. That yep. They were on a rebuild already. Um, Haskins for the Washington football team is showing a little bit of promise here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's an, an, another team on another rebuild. And that's why I took the Eagles right from the start when we did our NFC preview as much as we didn't even want to do that division. And it's showing out why we didn't want to do that exactly. division. Um, yep. It's the uh, the NFC least. It's uh, the least productive division in the league. And I don't think it's going to change here for the next couple of years. And yep. it is full of absolute calamity. Jerry Jones, when are you going to figure your shit out? Because it's clearly you're a big problem. I rest my case. NFC least sucks. Let's uh, segue over into our picks there, Dutch. What uh, We'll let you go. I started off uh, the last couple weeks here, and uh, we'll let you fire in with uh, what you got on your, your card for this week in, the, in our pick em three here. Sure, sure. And, you know, and before we do that, real, I, I did want to do a – and I, it's not a necessarily a shout-out, but, you know, I wanted to talk real quickly about the, the, the New Orleans Saints and, and Drew Brees, you know, staying afloat. You know, there was there was a lot of rumbles that they were they – were, and he was – he was on the outs. We talked about it briefly last week, but they they uh, they showed up. La- uh, they showed up this past week. Uh, took down the Saints uh, two and or took down the uh, the Lions two and two. Um, you got Thomas coming back. I think they're going to be fine. What do you think? Yeah, they got a tough division there. Uh, the Bucks are showing a little bit of form, but showing great looks, spirit. Looks like they could be banged up. They're on a short week here against Chicago. I know both you and I still like them, uh, even on our spread. I don't think they made either of our cards, but um, do kind of like that. Brady's going to be able to keep that hot streak going in the second half of what he showed against the Chargers at home there, yep. and I think they'll have enough to get over the Bears. Yeah, um, and I know you probably believe the same, just because you're, you know, you see the Bears kind of falling back down here. Yeah, Nick Foles, this isn't uh, any better than Turbinski. Sorry, uh, Chicago Bears. Sorry, sorry, Foley clan. Sorry, uh, all my Chicago Bears fans. Um, I just don't think that that uh, it's going to make a difference. So let's flip to my picks. Uh, I, I know I struggled the last two weeks. I've been uh, hovering a little bit below 500, uh, off to a hot start, and I've come back to reality. But I, I really like my picks this week. I, uh, I've got the Miami Dolphins at plus eight over the those banged up 49ers that we talked about. You know, I, I just think the Dolphins have played some real tough teams, and they've 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 looked pretty good. They've hung around, and Fitzmagic hasn't fallen uh, fallen apart right now. And I like the Dolphins at plus eight over the 49ers. Yeah, I think uh, that that one will hinge a little bit on what uh, who's playing quarterback for the 49ers. I I think the plan is to hopefully get Garoppolo back here, but yeah, possibly he could be a little bit rusty. And nothing wrong with taking the points uh, on that one. Brian Flores has been coaching up those Dolphins. Don't mind that pick, Dutch. Yeah, he's been doing. Uh, they've been doing pretty good. I got the the Tampa Bay Bucks. Speaking of uh, five touchdown, Tom Brady. He was dialed in this week and uh, made a big push. I know it's an early. So th- you did put him on the card. Good I did. For you. I there did. You it's, go. A, it's an early Thursday Thursday game, and and as I said to you about Nick Foles, I just don't think that the Bears are 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 any good, and and they were exposed. I know. I know the Colts have the 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 top rated defense according to stats. They're one across the board uh, last week when they. Uh, um, they just beat the Bears, and and they only gave up I think eleven points. Yep. It was nineteen eleven was that game. Uh, I, I think the Bucks got enough to, to win by a touchdown easy there. 
Okay, and then our Monday night game, you know what, I uh, I got sewered this week with a, a seven and a half, seven, seven and a half, whichever way we looked at it, we argued. And uh, I know you were all pumped up about the Devontae Adams not playing yeah, and the yeah. seven and a half points. Yep, I was, I was, and I, I really thought that Atlanta was going to put up a fight. And, and uh, as I watched the game and, and, and just kept, you know, banging the couch going, what's going on? They had their chances. They were moving the ball a lot. And whether it was Green Bay just okay, letting them do their thing or whatever. And they made a couple small mistakes. But there was no reason why the Falcons couldn't have covered that game. They they were, they were had many a chances to, to do those backdoor covers. And they just couldn't do it. So I'm going Saints. I'm going minus seven. The New Orleans Saints on Monday night. I just don't think that that's going to be a, a big competition. I think Drew Brees is comfortable. Mike Thomas is coming back. I believe he'll be back. They're double digits. New Orleans Saints, that's my pick on Monday. Those are my three picks. Yep, and I don't mind that pick at all. Bet 365, folks, get on there. Um, put some units on it because they got it at seven points, which uh, could be different from a couple of the other lines. And we see that line ballooning up to maybe eight and eight and a half by the time week is out. My picks, I'm going to try to keep rolling here for our listeners. Back-to-back two-in-one weeks here for the Ginger and um, fight my way back after a rough 1-4-1 start, 5-6-1. And, and I'm taking Mike Tomlin coming off a de facto bye week. Time to prepare against the Philadelphia Eagles off of a Sunday night game. Late getting back. Mike Tomlin's going to have that defense dialed up. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the Colts by the rankings are the number one defense. But when you're looking at defense in 2020 in the NFL the Pittsburgh Steelers are what you want big plays sacks forced fumbles interceptions those lockdown defenses folks those no longer exist all you got to do is look at the scoreboard so I like the Pittsburgh Steelers defense slowing down uh, Carson Wentz and the Eagles offense I believe it's at seven points and I'm taking the Steelers I like it seven I like it I do I really like that pick this pick here, a little bit of a gut pick by me, um, and a little bit of a history pick. Um, I'm taking Dutch's Minnesota Vikings on the road, Sunday night football against the hot Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm going to take the seven points. And the reason why I'm going to take the seven points is check the history, folks. The last two team times these two teams have played, it's been a very, very tight matchup. Field goal. I believe was one, and five points was the other matchup. These two teams have faced each other a lot over the last six to eight years. They have. And when you look at the, the games, they're very tightly matched. I know we had our argument off air about have the Vikings offense miss digs, and when you start to look at it offensively, whether it be the balloon of the 2020 season and more teams putting up points, I think they've missed digs a little bit. But they continue to put up points. They've been in 30-plus points in three out of their four matchups this season. Seattle's D is not what it was. Miami scored 23 points against them. Um, Two weeks ago, there was a 30-burger put up against them. So Seattle's D is not what it was. I think Minnesota is going to be able to keep that ball. They're going to pound it with Cook. They're going to keep this game tight. The defense is starting to come together a little bit. I know it's young and a little bit inexperienced. Um, but I think they're going to be in this football game right to the bitter end, and I'm going to take the Vikings plus seven. 
Great research. You know what? You nailed it. You, great research. Uh, I know the Vikings haven't won in those games, but they've kept it close. It was an overtime game as well. Um, they've they've really played tight, and, and everything you said with, with Russell Wilson, this might be a comeback game for Russell Wilson. This might be down by four with two minutes to go, and, and the Vikings are holding strong, and um, maybe there's no crowd there that, to uh, to push them through, and I'm hoping that the Vikings steal a, a victory. And that's another reason why I took that seven points. Yeah. This isn't the 12th man. The, the crowd's not going to be roaring yep. on Sunday night. Yep. Cousins is going to be able to make his line calls. And I just see Dalvin Cook and that, that big offensive line just pushing around Seattle and being able to uh, to hang with them, no problem. Yep. And i got to agree with you. Uh, Drew Brees is back, just like I told you and why I picked him last week. There's no way he was letting that team go uh, one and three. Yep. And the Chargers, whether it's Herbert, Tyrod Taylor, I just don't think they've got enough. Well, and Eckler's Eckler out. gone, yeah. Eckler gone, which yep. is a big miss. I know you still got Gordon there, but uh, just not enough. I think the Saints win this game by a touchdown, and uh, we're on the same board on Monday night. Awesome, awesome. I, I, I love the picks, and uh, let's uh, let's hope our listeners are listening, uh, and good luck with them for sure. Um, b- before we, obviously, we're, we're going to get to a break shortly, but before we do, let's let's talk about what's hot right now. Uh, we got the NHL draft going on, no? Yeah, it, the it, NHL it's, draft. It's live right now as we speak. We're airing this, of course, uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, but the, the draft started tonight, and we've already got the first five picks on the board, which I think you and I... Um, are, are very similar too, but uh, you tell me, you know, what's your thoughts on it so far? I think it's it's gone kind of chalk so far. Um, the only surprising pick to me was Lucas Raymond at uh, four to Detroit. Yeah, but come on, it's uh, the classic Detroit. They love their Swedes and. Um, they pick up another another Swede there. Yeah, I really thought they were going to uh, pick Drysdale out of um, out of Erie. Yeah, another defenseman, same spot. I, I really thought they were going to do. Uh, they were going to pick him. I know a couple of the boys on the TSN panel uh, had him uh, had him picked to go that way, and so did I. I, I uh, but it's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. Uh, we got Alexi uh, Lafreniere. Everybody knew that. You know, this is a this is a once in a once in a, a lifetime draft as far as. You know, your Crosby's, your McDavid's across the board. Um, he was a no-brainer to go to the Rangers. Yeah, nice to see that you know, a kid like that, like you said, with that much talent. Yeah. Um, go to a, a big market for the NHL. Nice little break for them. And hopefully he can get uh, the Rangers sparked to uh, bigger and better things in the next few years. Yeah, and number two off the board was uh, was new our market boy. Uh, was a new market boy who uh, we're, we're going to push hard to get him on the show. Uh, we need uh, one of our big-time listeners um, Mr. Pat Colucci to help us out with this. Uh, we're trying to get uh, we're trying to get Quentin on the on the uh, the show, and that's Quentin Byfield going to the Los Angeles Kings, which is I think is a fantastic pick. It's a perfect style for him. He's a he's a he's a bit of a banger. He's a, he's 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 a, a hardcore forward that's going to fit. Got some good size. He's quick, and I really think that he's going to fit the bill for the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, and it's nice, and and you know from from the information that we've gathered is. is you know, quiet kid that just goes about his business, and that's a nice fit out yep. there in LA. He's just gonna go be able to go out there, play hockey, do his thing. Um, won't have to deal with the pressures of the Toronto or an Ottawa. You know, yep. you always want to see someone stay close to home. But um, you know, I thought it would have been a, a lot of pressure being from around this area, going to Ottawa, um, staying somewhat local, and having that pressure. So I like the fit out there in LA, and yep. I think uh, he'll. Uh, fit in nicely out there yeah i agree and then rounding out the top five uh we've got the the first two picks in these are both from ottawa we got the ottawa senators um at three and at five and uh they went with uh 
uh, a boy out of Germany. They went with uh, Tim Stutzel at uh, at three. Yep. And then they uh, they picked up uh, Jake Anderson uh, as the fifth pick. Which Jake uh, Sanderson, right? Yeah, Jake Sanderson. Sanderson sorry, yeah, yeah Jake yeah, Sanderson. Yeah, absolutely. So you know what? Some some good picks there. Nothing crazy. Uh, you know what? I wasn't sure if Ottawa was going to make a trade or not, but uh, they're they're in a rebuild, so it's perfect for them to have uh, those two um, those two top five picks and and really start to get some good youth in there and and start to rebuild. Yeah, and I think. What I've liked about the NFL or the NFL, huh, the NHL draft over the last few years is that yep. you've started to see um, more production out of what's being drafted. Got, you know, these kids are starting to come in and they're starting to produce right away. They're starting to be put into the top six, top nine forwards, uh, top four defensemen, and you're starting to get a lot more plug and play, mm-hmm. uh, which makes the draft a lot more exciting to to everybody. But I think the big story this week for the NHL, for me at least, is is free agency and who's available. Um, there's a lot available, but do you really, you know, and, and especially with goalies, there's a ton of uh, free agents available. But, but you know who intrigues me the most, and, and we were talking about this on the way home today, uh, is 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 Tory Krug. I I I think he's going to get left out out of Boston, and and you know you start to look at some of these guys that are that that they're trying to re-sign him. Where does he fit in? Does he fit in the seven million category? Where does he fit in? I would love to see the Toronto Maple Leafs pick him up, but I know they they just got some major cap issues. Unless they make some trades there, they're they're not going to get a guy like that. But there's there's lots of big names. I know you've talked about uh, Petrangelo. Um, we got uh, Taylor Hall, who really nobody wants. He's a, he's obviously he's flipping teams, so there's something going on right there. I don't know what the problem is with that, but there's tons of names. Yeah, and I think when you start to break it down, this free agent market in 2020 from an NHL perspective is, is a defenseman and a goalie market. Yep. Tons of goalies. Markstrom, Holpe, Lundqvist bought out. Crawford, Kadobin. Crawford, uh, yep. Just came off of a Stanley Cup run, falling just short. Um, Murray, who knows what's happening there in Pittsburgh. Um, they signed some things. So, And there's tons of teams out there and, and some good teams that um, need a goalie. You look at uh, what are the Rangers going to do now? Yep. Right? Uh, what are the Capitals going to do? Holpe, they're supposedly in the running for Lundqvist. Uh, the Sabres need a goalie. Edmonton, talk about a team that's got some firepower up front that needs a goalie. So yep. huge goalie market out there. Um, it'll be fun to see over the next three, four days. And fun to see what the market bears yep. for a lot of these guys. Yep. With all of the uncertainty with the COVID-19, uh, what happens here? in 2020 moving forward and then the, we move over to the defenseman market tons of good defensemen uh Shattenkirk Brody uh Sammy Vatnin like you said Krug uh so there's tons of defensemen out there it's just frustrating for us Leaf fans that uh the money just doesn't seem well, to be there to that's right and with, yeah and with the cap issue and everything you just don't know what's going to happen I mean and these guys listen when's the restart going to happen it, they're not looking. It, it might it might be February first. It might be February fifteenth before the restart happens. And you know there's going to be some financial issues. You know there's going to be some cap cap issues. So what are these guys going to be able to get? And and where is the draw going to line? Or like where's the line going to cross? Right? Are they going to go with some heavy con or heavy heavy salary contracts? Because we just don't really know what's going to happen with this shortened season. And are we going to have fans come next playoffs, Ginger? Are we going to have fans in the stands come the playoffs in 2021-22 season? Yeah, and I think I think the NHL relies a lot on the gate, and 
that's going to be the interesting implications for their for their cap, and because they're such a hard cap, um, it will be interesting to see how these teams, you know, will it become a, like a baseball market that yep. we've seen in the free agent baseball market where it's just a soft market and, you know, they, we all feel that there's all these big names out there and all these teams are going to be wheeling and dealing and throwing money around like, like NFL free agency and then nothing really happens right. and everybody just plays it soft and then all of a sudden it just drives the price down for all these guys. Yep. And next thing you know, we're sitting there next playoffs and talking about how good of a great value teams got um, in the free agent market for some of these bigger names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's a good chat. We'll follow along, and we're going to follow it up next week to see where some of these guys went, see how that NFL, NHL draft. Yeah, and see where the least go. They were 15, so uh, we haven't seen uh, who they picked yet, so it'll be interesting to see where they go. So we're going to flip it over to break. Enjoy a little segment from the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Callaway Golf, Maui Gym. We'll catch you on the flip side. Real life passion for real life sports. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like that. Yeah. Here comes the, no. here comes the. All right, listeners, welcome back from break. Hope you enjoyed the break there. And we're going to get into the blitz as we do. We're going to dial it up here. A little bit of pressure. So we'll start off. we got three topics in tonight's blitz. Starting with none other than game four tonight. The NBA Finals. Jimmy Buckets. LeBron James. And Jimmy Buckets. Come on. Anthony Davis. Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> I know you're all about Jimmy Buckets tonight, Dutch. Jimmy Buckets. Tell man. us about Jimmy Buckets Jimmy, in Game Three. Jimmy, Everybody knows he took his. He took the entire team, including all the guys that were injured. And I love Tyler Hero. I thought he was amazing. But Jimmy Buckets, forty points, eleven rebounds, thirteen assists, triple double. Thank you very much. They got their win, and as you said, that's all she wrote. <laughs> Gentleman sweep, no? That is the gentleman sweep. As much as you just loved your Jimmy Buckets there. Well, give you... Did it, did it change anything in your opinion about what's going to happen? Here? No. The L.A. Lakers win in five, just like they've done all season, just like you predicted last week. This is absolutely... Hey, thanks. We, we like you guys. Uh, cheers to the bubble. Uh, and it's over. Yeah, this, is, this was just another, like... Awakening of of LeBron, right? Like you could see that press conference after it was done. Um, he was not happy. He right. wanted he wanted to sweep this thing and get it over and done with. Job's not done, as uh, Kobe used to say, and as uh, AD and LeBron have been saying all bubble. So game four tonight, it'll be interesting to see. One thing uh, real cool that looks like we're gonna land a, a nice little cool special guest. And shout out to the Canadian boy filling in uh, for Bam Adebayo. Yes. Uh, Kelly Olinick, Gonzaga boy. Um, you'll see the uh, if we can land this upcoming guest here next week. Speaking of Gonzaga. <laughs> uh, so we'll. Uh, that's a little sneak peek there. So good on Kelly Olinick for solid performance and filling in for Bam Adebayo. And uh, hope you can keep it going. I just don't see it happening. I, I just don't see it happening. You look at the, the game that was uh, two nights ago and... Yeah, the Lakers, okay, 
they, they've let one guy dismantle it. I mean, it was a 115-104 victory, and, and I don't think that the points, whatever it looks like, I, I thought it was a little bit closer than than it appeared as the final score. And you know, LeBron James still had a nice nice game. He was twenty five, ten, and eight, and he had a, he had a good game. And uh, Davis was quiet. He just didn't shoot the ball a lot. He only had nine field goal attempts. He didn't shoot the ball a lot. So where it came from was Kuzma and uh, and Morris. They were they were great off the bench. They each had almost twenty points off the bench. And yeah. Uh, LeBron's taking over today. This is a this is a 35, 35 point performance for LeBron, and he might just very well match Jimmy Buckets with a triple double. Yeah, and I, I think what you saw that even in Game Three was is that they did a good job of, um, you know, AD's been getting that ball on the elbows, he's been getting it in the paint, um, high post, and and being able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And the other night there, they were throwing doubles at him. They were just making him a lot more uncomfortable. And I think, like you said, LeBron's going to get the ball. And he's going straight to the basket all night long, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop him. Yeah. Our Raptors, our beloved Raptors. Yeah, I was going to say real quickly before we we switch topics, I have a free agency's coming up on October 18th, and there's lots with the Raptors. I mean, they've got a ton of guys. Uh, you know, Gasol just announced he's going. In a, well, uh, last week he just announced he's going over uh, overseas, back to Spain. And um, do we keep? Abaka, I say no. Uh, you got uh, Jefferson. I don't think he was uh, anything to write home about, so I think you're going to lose him. It, it, which makes a must signing for uh, you. You got to go with Freddie Van Vliet. You got to sign him. I mean, that's a. a I, I know uh, Masai said that that was a huge, huge signing. They they got to take him. Um, I really like. Uh, Bobby Boucher, as they call him, uh, Boucher. I think Chris, Chris Boucher. Boucher. Yeah. Uh, he he's uh, he's going to be a, a nice pickup. Maybe he's really kind of forming into a, a nice piece of the puzzle. And then you start to look at all the free agents. Like who who who? We all know Giannis uh, Anacupos or whatever. I can't even say his name. I've tried fifteen times in this uh, podcast, and I still can't say his name. But um, who else is out there? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. What what I see with the Raps is that there's just no bigs under contract right now, and I think that forces you to make a move on Boucher just as a as a backup plan. Yes, um, and then Abaka you can't throw out of the question because if you don't get Giannis, you. you you still may have some room left for Abaka. He's been a nice fit in here, at Toronto. Yeah, but he he's old. Oh, he's old. He old, but he's old. But we all thought Kyle Lowry was old. Yeah. Right, um, and what else can you do? Like the, you, you've got Siakam, you've got Lowry here. You, you've still got a competitive team here. You've you can't just walk away yeah. from that. Yeah. You can't just walk away from that. Um, there's going to be some names on the market, but there's not anybody huge on that market. And you know, as we as we creep closer to October 18th, and, and in our upcoming podcast, we'll dive into it just like we did with with the NHL draft and and their free agents and throwing some names out there. Yeah. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I think Freddie's the Freddie's the hinge. You got to get him done, and then how much room does that leave for Giannis, or what's the push for Giannis? Who knows? I got a Is couple it? sleepers. I got a couple sleepers. I'm going to save them for next week. I got a couple sleepers that uh, I think the Raptors can go after. I'm sure we're going to hear on uh, our local radio stations coming up soon uh, as it gets closer because we're only um, 12 days away, 13 days away. So I, I th- uh, you know what? I'm ready. I can't wait to discuss it next week uh, real quickly for sure. Awesome. So. Baseball. I know uh, we were eager there with uh, 
the three game series. Oh gosh, the, the you know the play in round, if you will. But not really many upsets. I thought there'd be a lot more upsets. Not really many that uh, that came through. The Marlins pulled off a an upset there, and uh, our our beloved cheaters. I'm the Houston gl- Astros. The Houston Astros. But I'm glad nobody really uh, thought that I was a, a baseball expert because I, I, I made my picks and I went in all these little pools and everything and the, it just wasn't that good. Besides the the New York Yankees and I know you were uh, you had the Padres. I, I, I thought Atlanta was a little bit uh, beat up, but they proved wrong. And we started the second round and... It's the it's the Marlins, which you brought up a crazy stat, and I and I want you to tell our listeners on that. Even though Atlanta did steal game one, not steal, but they won game one, uh, handily nine five, which uh, is the tell Mar- me the Marlins have never lost a playoff series seven and oh, two championships. That added to it with the little three game matchup that they uh, they pulled off the upset on against the Cubs. Will they have enough to get over the hump against the Braves? This could be the first loss. They lost game one, so there's still tons of baseball left. Yeah. But uh, some real some real sexy matchups here. Sure. In, in this um, you know, in this round, in this divisional round. Start off with the Yankees in the race. Tons of animosity power versus, there. Power versus pitching. Yep. Um, you know, brute force versus strategy. Just a great matchup, great baseball matchup. So it's going to be great to see. And they hate each other. And they hate each other. So it'll be interesting to see. I know you like the Yankees there. Well, listen, how do you not like the Lank- the Yankees right now? The Bronx Bombers, okay, they're rolling. They play three games, three games, 31 runs. Like I told you, crushing through their opponents. And I know Tampa's going to be tough. They Tampa's owned them this season already. Uh, they're up early in the game right now. They're up one nothing in uh, in their game. But how do you not like... You know what? They're up one zip. How do you not stick with those Yankees? Yeah, this could be this could be a Yankees year. You could be right here. Um, the Astros. Flip over to the Astros oh, and the Oh, man, A's. the cheaters. I just can't stand them. They're cheating. I know you. You were talking about Springer today. You're talking about. Listen, you know what? Maybe they maybe they are legit. You know they're up. Uh, they're up two zip now. Uh, they won five two again today. Yep. Ah, can't stand them. I don't want to see. I don't want to see them in there. I think. I think that's going to be the feeling for most listeners. But let's face reality here. If the if the Houston Astros win this playoff series against the the Athletics. Do they not? Does that not justify the championship? No chance, man. It doesn't justify. So they got a couple good guys. It doesn't justify the championship. No, they still cheated, and that's the you were in the line. A, you were in the ALCS two years or three years after you won there. Two years after you won that championship, that justifies the fact that you were good enough to make it there. No, cheating, cheating or okay. not? Okay, cheating might have put you over the top. Okay, it justifies. That justifies. Sure, sure. I'll give you that. It justifies that they deserve there, but they're still cheaters and. Nobody wants to see them win now, and they've got the talent to win. They've got all the veterans; they're proving it. I just, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I, I don't think the A's are going to come back now down two zip. Um, hopefully, they have a little bit of fight. But we got one other series, which is the Padres and the Dodgers. Another and sexy match. It is a sexy match. Young magic. versus old. That's right. Unproven versus proven. Worst unis in the league, but I love the team. And you know what? They've got some swagger in there. There's tons of vets. Listen, think about who they got, right? They got Tatis, 
Machado, Mitch Moreland, Eric Cosmer. These are all guys that have had playoff experience. Can the San Diego Padres upset the most overpriced franchise in Major League Baseball in the L.A. Dodgers in Clayton Kershaw? You've had one good playoff game in the last, what, six, seven? Can they do it? Game one's tonight. I think I think we're going to know right away. I think if the Padres can come out and and win this game or compete in this game, then we've got a series. But I think if the almighty L.A. Dodgers can crush them early, I think it could be a fast, quick series. Well, who do you got on the mound tonight? You've got um, uh, former Cleveland. Uh, in, Mike Clevenger? Uh, yeah, Mike Clevenger yeah, on I the mound Clevenger tonight. Was start and, tonight. Uh, and Walker Bueller, who uh, who already had a postseason. Filthy. Yep. Filthy stuff yep. in Walker Bueller. Filthy. Yep. I, I like Clevenger. I, I, I like the experience with the, the Cleveland Indians, and I, I really hope those San Diego Padres. Uh, shout out to my uh, to a, a longtime friend. I know he's a big diehard uh, Padres fan, and I, I believe he's still listening to us, and that's uh, Todd Elson. I know he's a big Padres fan, so let's go Padres, and let's hope they take him down. A San Diego yeah, Padres fan? Yeah, he's a San they Diego. They actually exist? Apparently, apparently. Come on, Yeah, Dutch. man, he's a Padres fan. You can verify that this guy actually has cheered for the Padres for more than a week. I will get him to shout out. I will get him to send a message. He follows us. I've seen him on all I, of our social so media. So I'm going to get him. I'm hoping he's listening. If he's not listening, I'm going to make sure he listens to this one. <laughs> and we will see what he has to say. Because all I see is Padres, 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 Padres all the time. So even in the, the what do we call it? The, the, the shit and piss. The team, <laughs> the brown and the, the yellow team. I mean, come on. This, who cheers for the Padres? They've been the laughing stock of Major League Baseball for 25 years. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe just that's just why. But, anyways, let's finish off here. We got some golf talk. Boy, were we close or were we close? Oh, I got all of your buddies, all of our listeners chiming in. Green Glove, Green Glove, Love. Charlie Hoffman. One stroke short. One stroke short of a top five finish would have paid big time units. Oh, man, I was so excited. He was leading after round one. Oh, we were dialed in. We were dialed in yeah. after three rounds. A little bit of a disappointing, disappointing finish. Uh, we had three guys in the top nine going into the final round yep. at the Sanderson Farms. And uh, we just uh, couldn't close her out. Hoffman was close. T6, like you said, Dutch. Yep. And uh, my two picks of Sneds and Aaron Weiss, just 71-72 on Sunday. Not enough to get it done on the PGA Tour. No, that's not going to you got to make birdies on Sunday, uh, especially in some of these um, you know smaller events where the golf courses are set up to make birdies. Yep. Uh, but still three, uh, three guys in the top 16. It was great. Solid performance. Yeah, again. it was great picks and good for Sergio Garcia for winning. Yep. And did you did you hear what he was saying? I know you were talking to another uh, local pro um, when we were out on the golf course today, and we were talking about um, Sergio Garcia putted ninety percent of his putts this weekend. He putted, ladies and gentlemen, with his eyes closed. Yeah, boggles your mind, doesn't it? Um, but. Give it a whirl. Try it on the putting green. It's not impossible. Yep. Um, if you're going to do it on anything, obviously you wouldn't do it on a full shot, but um, you can do it on putting because it's all touch and feel and it's imagination and, feel. and using your eyes. So it's definitely can be done and be done at the highest highest level, clearly. So. Yeah, so kudos to him for that. It was a, another good victory, and I know uh, I'll just say... Uh, so Dutch, let's get over to uh, this week's picks. Nice, nice win there by Serge. We're at the Shriners. We're at Vegas. 
Vegas, Cas- baby. Casino- casinos are open. TPC Summerlin. Bombers Paradise. Do you wonder? I wonder if any of these guys are going to go to the casino. What do you think? Oh, there'll be a couple. Well, there's, you know what? I, I hope not because, you know, we just, uh, I, I, one of my picks this week, and we just heard and found out that uh, the big man, uh, Tony Fino, he's, uh, he's got COVID and uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, you know, well, let's hope it, it's just a minor, uh, a minor situation. But uh, speedy recovery to Tony Fino. Speedy recovery. But on, on to the Shriners, uh, on to the Shriners, and that's TPC Summerlin. Like you said, major bomb course, major bomb course. Your turn. Who do you like? I've got some really cool picks, and I got another sneak, sneaky suspicion. And I'm we're close, and guys, we're close, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm picking them this week too at sixty nine to one. Well, I'm going to start off from the bottom. Now we here, and that's with my sleeper. I've been having some success success with my sleepers, Westwood wise. Um, I'm going to stay away from those W's this week. But he won on the McKenzie Tour golf course that we play today and he's now graduated up to the pga tour second at the safeway tied for six at the sanderson and that is the son of pga tour veteran mark mccumber and that is tyler mccumber this kid folks is playing good golf i'm riding him while he's hot and i think he's uh, a nice little pick as a sleeper pick my second pick my rock steady pick of the week made the cut at the u.s open Finding some form, had a good year, and tied 12th at the Sanderson last week. Can bomb it off the tee, even though he's getting up there in age. And I think that is Rory Sabatini. Yeah, I like Rory it. Sabatini like it. is my, my rock-solid pick. And my big gun pick of the week, you said it's a bomber's paradise. And who else is hitting further than Bryson DeChambeau? I haven't taken him yet, folks. I'll take him this week. In Vegas, I think this guy is hot right now, and I think he's going to continue to win golf tournaments. And I think he's a solid pick. If he's not going to win this golf tournament, he'll be there in the top five for you to make you a few units. Yeah, you can't, Dutch. you can't, you can't go wrong with Deshambo, hot or hot, whatever, which way you want to look at it. Except I will argue this is that the PGA Tour is so tough to win back-to-back. And since the Open, I'm sure he's had extra uh, duties, press conferences, this and that. And nobody this year has, has really fared well after winning a big championship, including a Morikawa. You look at some of these guys, and they've, they've struggled. So, But I, I do like the pick. So let me start with my big gun of the week. My big gun of the week, uh, and I, even though I've got two big bombers coming up, uh, this guy doesn't hit it as far. But I, I got Webb Simpson, and I haven't picked him yet this uh, year as well. And I just think that... This is a perfect setup for him. He's had a bunch of top tens here. He hasn't made a cut. He hasn't missed a cut there in almost ten years. He has a win. I think it was 04 or 06 when he had a win there. Um, it's a great track for him. He's going to be there, ready to roll. I was going to take Tony uh, Tony Finau, but obviously with COVID that uh, that threw me right off. So I was struggling uh, this afternoon early to to make another pick. But I, I'm going to go with Matt Wolf. Uh, he's going to rebound. He's a young young stud, which we all know, and he finished a distant runner up to DeChambeau in the U.S. Open. But these kids are relentless, and, and there's no 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 telling me that he will be there and ready to roll. I think he's going to have a good outing. The, kid bombs it just go and hit it and find it hit it and find it and that's what you were talking about with this golf course my sleeper must bet pick of the week at 69 to 1 again you throw 15 units down on an each way for 30 units you're looking at over a g note 
and then and if he finishes in the top five, it's just over 270 units. And this is Cameron Smith, ladies and gentlemen. This is my pick of the week. I think he's going to sneak in. He's on the power rankings across the board. PGA Tour, uh, ESPN, CBS Sports. They've got him in anywhere from 10 to 15 on the rankings. I can't believe that the betting uh, spots have him at 69 to 1. I love it. Love those picks. Let's continue to stay hot and uh, keep rolling out here on the PGA Tour. Dutch, as we always do on the Ginger and Dutch podcast, we're going to close it off with some closing thoughts. And I know this week you're ready. Last week no. I threw you off. Well, I'm not really ready, but you know what? My face is wind burn. It was a, it was a beautiful day on the golf course. Uh, I was at a uh, great company. I, I enjoyed playing a, a, a top-notch golf course in Ontario. Uh, couldn't have been with better friends. Fan 590. Anybody out there listening, we're the real deal. Sign us up any day. Ginger and Dutch are here. Love it. So signing off for the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Make sure you're joining us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like we said to start the show, we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your locks of the week. Thank God Bill O'Brien's fired. Hopefully (laughs) next week Dan Quinn will be fired. That's it. And we're signing off for the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Check out a little sneak peek of next week's guest on the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Angles will shoot another three, his third triple already. There's been a long line of terrific guards at Gonzaga, and Pangos is certainly... And Harris looking for uh, Lane, and he was able to get the shot off, but couldn't hit. Now Pangos, his fourth three already. I'm Ginger, and I'm Dutch.